Hello, hello, you've been rerouted. I'm your host, teacher, writer, and self-titled travel junkie, Emily. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and this podcast is for the wander woman in all of us. I'm here to explore all things travel and adventure through the female lens, shedding light on issues, sharing tips, and of course, storytelling along the way. Whether you're a nomad or a noob, I hope this show is a source of inspiration, giving you the tools you need to help you start your next journey, whatever that may be, confidently. And hey, in case no one's told you lately, you are brave, you are beautifully made, and you deserve the world. Travel isn't always pretty. It isn't always comfortable. Sometimes it hurts. It even breaks your heart. But that's okay. The journey changes you. It should change you. It leaves a mark on your memory, on your consciousness, on your heart, and on your body. You take something with you. Hopefully, you leave something behind. Anthony Bourdain Hello friends, you're listening to episode 3 of Rerouted with Emily. On the docket today is airport, specifically airport anxiety and how to beat it. But first, I want to share with you a bit of exciting news. In a few weeks, I will be embarking on my first solo trip in 10 years. July 27th, I will be returning to the UK, where I'll be staying for a month in an Airbnb near Peak District National Park. This will also be the longest trip I have taken since I left for Colombia in 2014. This is kind of crazy for me because I feel like it was just yesterday when jumping on a plane by myself was my normal, when in fact a lot of time has passed since I was that person. And honestly, I'm kind of freaking out. Every day, my feelings about this trip fluctuate between utter excitement and total dread. What business do I have leaving for that long? When I miss out on so many things happening here, can I afford it? And most often, why am I doing this? Why indeed? I feel like there is probably a diagnosable term for it, but basically I have no chill. I am very aware of this fact about myself. I am always looking for the next idea, the next phase, the next project, the next place. And I have a really hard time switching that off. It is no coincidence that this idea to go to England popped into my brain less than a week after returning from my Costa Rica honeymoon. Much of the pandemic for me was spent planning our wedding and honeymoon. We were holed up and cut off from traveling, so to keep myself sane, I threw all that unreleased energy into every last minute detail of our wedding. And let me tell you, it was the most planned out wedding in the history of weddings. I mean, our save the date was an elaborate escape room game. But once all that was over, my brain needed something to feed on, and the wheels and cogs in my brain immediately began turning. I then convinced myself I needed to write a book this year, and the only way I could do it was moving to the UK for a month. So here we are. Ironically, this character flaw of mine, which inevitably struck the match that lit the flame of this trip, is also the motivation behind why I needed this trip most of all. My brain and my body are in a constant state of readiness. Anticipation is my homostasis, which manifests in my daily activities just as much as it does big life decisions. And that becomes terribly loud. If I'm constantly thinking about the future, then I can't very well be present. 
I've learned it takes me about four solid days, four days away for my brain to quiet down, to stop thinking about lists and to-dos and next, and it's then that all the noise settles, my brain clears, and I am most in tune with myself. It's like going to the chiropractor, feeling all the little vertebrates click back into place, but instead of vertebrates, it's my life. Unlike the solo trips I took in my early 20s, this trip isn't about soul searching necessarily. I'm old enough that I'm pretty much figured out who I am and what I stand for. Instead, this trip is a retreat of sorts. Time away to recenter, reconnect, and who knows, maybe reroute my life? See what I did there. I'll be really interested in seeing how this trip compares to those earlier ones, and I plan on giving you all the updates. Also, in the coming weeks leading up to the trip, I plan to take followers through the planning process, the booking, the packing, the planning, and I just use the word plan three times in the same sentence. See what I mean? I just, I really need this trip. You will have the chance to participate in some of my travels by being a part of the decision-making process as well. Think of it like a live choose your own adventure where you get to vote on where I go and what I see. So if you're not already, make sure to follow me on Instagram to stay updated. I literally can't wait. Okay, so now for today's episode, airports. Is there a more terrifying place? Crowds, lines, germs, TSA, and the ever constant dread that you are running out of time? Did I forget something? Am I at the wrong gate? It is more turbulent than turbulence. Even small airports have caused me to be a complete wreck. And I know I'm not the only one who has experienced this. So today I'm going to show you how you can start the process towards a more healthy relationship with airports. And it starts right now. They say it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And I might be apt to agree if 99% of the time that journey didn't involve airports. Airports can cause even the most experienced traveler to tailspin into a fit of anxiety, but they are a necessary evil if you want to go anywhere overseas. Well, I guess you could take a boat, but let's not get into semantics. Luckily, there are a number of things you can do before and during the airport experience that can put you more at ease. Nikki, who writes for the blog That Anxious Traveler, gives 12 life-changing tips for beating airport anxiety. The first of which is departing early in the morning. She says, you'll likely find that the mornings are quieter than midday. Things will often start picking up about 7 or 8 a.m., with 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. being as busy as it gets. So aim to get the really early flights if possible. If you're there anytime before 9 a.m., then you're going to have a quieter airport with less of those overwhelming crowds. It really does make your life a lot easier and lessens that urge to start using your suitcase as a battering ram." End quote. Early flights are nice for a number of reasons. One, you have less chance of delays happening. Two, the earlier you leave, the less time you have to sit around allowing anxiety to seep in. And three, the earlier you fly out, the earlier you arrive, which means more time in your destination. Bonus. I find that earlier flights are also usually less expensive. It's a win, 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 win. The next thing you can do before you leave your house is take advantage of online check-ins. They are so easy and take no time at all. A few days before your departure, you will be sent an email to start the process. Answer a few quick questions and from there you can either 
print out your boarding passes or access them through a smartphone app. When you get to the airport, all you need to do is go to a self-service bag drop and use a touchscreen to scan your boarding pass. Your luggage label will print off and you'll pop it on your case handle and that's it. It's so simple and it'll save you so much time and stress. Want to save even more time? Don't check a bag at all. I always try to pack as light as possible when traveling just to avoid checking a bag. This isn't always possible, but if you can manage it, do it. There is no better feeling than rolling past the queue of people waiting for the front desk and heading straight to your boarding gate. Plus, it's definitely less anxiety inducing knowing your bag will always be with you. Checking in early online also allows you to sign up for text flight notifications, which can be really helpful if your flight is delayed or changes gates. So that's it for the pre-travel work. Now you're heading off to the airport where even more anxiety awaits you, but you can relax, breathe deeply, you got this, because you're going to get to the airport with plenty of time. Fear of missing a flight is one of the biggest causes of airport anxiety, at least it is for me. The night before any flight, I pretty much don't sleep because I'm terrified I will sleep through my alarm clock or hit traffic on the 205 bridge. And you know what? It's never happened, knock on wood. Missing a connecting flight, sure, that's happened plenty of times, but missing my initial flight, never. Okay, well, can't say never. One time I actually booked a flight for 5-6 instead of 6-5, and I definitely missed that flight by like a month. Pro tip, most countries flip the day and the month when writing dates, so double, triple check that ish. But my point is, running panic-stricken through an airport terminal, items flying from your bag, people giving you funny looks, that can all be avoided. All you have to do is get to the airport with plenty of time. Most airlines recommend that you get to the airport two hours in advance, which is plenty of time to catch your flight smoothly. However, if you know that airport anxiety is likely to strike, give yourself an extra hour. That extra time can make all the difference to your state of mind. You'll know that there is absolutely no need to rush and feel secure in it. Need even more security? Hey, no one's judging anyone here. Plan ahead as to how you're going to get there early. You could arrange in advance for a taxi to pick you up or stay in an airport hotel to ensure that you sweep commandingly into the airport rather than scurry in a frazzled mess. Next up, everyone's favorite place, TSA. This is a big anxiety trigger for me, probably because of a few experiences I've had which are not for this episode. Okay, maybe I'll share just a few. <sighs> the time in India, Ariana remembered she had a pipe and a lighter in her bag seconds after sending it onto the conveyor belt. Time in Tawan when I was told my GoPro selfie stick could be considered a baton and needed to be confiscated or shipped back to the United States in Colombia being held from our flight by police because drug sniffing dogs had lingered a little too long by our bags in Germany dumping out my favorite foundation because it wasn't in the proper size of block bag in the US handing over my air sealed souvenir coffee grounds because when it went through the x-ray it lit up like bags of cocaine not to mention the dozens of times I've been searched underwear and everything out for everyone to see only for them to find a tin of playing cards or a souvenir slingshot or something else totally random and embarrassing. I try to remind myself every time that it is for the greater good of everyone, safety and all that, and that no one likes TSA. I mean, if you take a look at the security guys, even they look like they hate their job. It's not fun for everyone, so don't feel alone in your fear. Here's what I do to make the process streamlined and ease my anxiety as much as possible. One, 
Pre-pack those toiletries in a small Ziploc bag. This is actually a rule, I think with most airports in most countries after 9-11, but many people do not seem to get the memo. Don't be that person who has a meltdown on the terminal floor. All carry-on liquids must be 3.4 ounces or smaller. That's the size of most travel size toiletries. Anything bigger than 3.4 ounces must go in your checked bag. But chances are you will have already checked your checked luggage, which means if you want to get through TSA, you have to toss it. This includes shampoo bottles, perfume, cosmetics, no matter how expensive, no matter how much you cry and tell them you forgot. Place your items in a regular sandwich size Ziploc bag. I have gotten away with using gallon size freezer bags before, but I've also been yelled at for it because freezer bags are technically bigger than the official TSA approved bag size. So choose with caution. Two, put the plastic bag in an easy to access location that doesn't require you to dig through your unmentionables. And while you're at it, put your laptop in that same easy to reach location because you'll be asked to take that out too. You think I'm crazy, but look, there are like 100 anxious, hungry, tired people behind you, and I am probably one of them. We all just wanna get through security and be on our way. No one wants to wait for you to dig through your stuff to find your damn laptop and liquids. Three, keep what you're wearing easy to slip off, including your shoes, hats, etc. Most airports will require you to remove any hats, coats, scarves, or boots when they scan your hand luggage and you pass through the metal detectors. Again, everyone's watching you. Don't be the person who holds up the line because you're struggling to get all your layers off. Once you're in the airport, maybe while you're waiting in that line, you can pop scarves and hats into your hand luggage for a bit, giving you a couple less things to juggle. And if I see you with some thigh-high lace-up boots, I'm gonna have some words with you. Four, on the chance that you do get stopped at the metal detector or pulled aside to be patted down or searched, try not to get too anxious about it. If you don't have anything on you, you have nothing to fear. And if you're female, you should only be patted down by another female. She is a professional and will most likely want it over as quickly as you do. So be chill, but also don't make jokes. And you won't have to worry about losing time because you will have gotten to the airport with plenty of time to spare, right? Okay, you got this, now what's next? Let's face it, airports can be hella confusing. It can be near impossible to find the nearest toilet or your gate or just find your way through the never ending one way pathway of shops. Having an app on your phone which can direct you to what you need saves so much time and worry. What are these modern technologies and how can they help you actually start loving airports? We will find out after a quick break. try to reduce airport anxiety as much as possible. They are a business after all, and they want people to keep traveling. Enter modern technology in the form of airport apps. A simple check of your smartphone's app store and you'll find that pretty much every airport has an app. These apps will contain everything from arrival and departure times to shop and restaurant listings to info on parking. But most crucially, they generally include a map of the airport. When I have a connecting flight, I'll use these apps to check out the location of my arriving gate and the gate I'm supposed to get to next. 
Sometimes it's in a completely different terminal, so I know that I'm really gonna have to book it to make it there on time. Other times I can relax knowing it's just a few feet away. Of course, if you want one app that does it all, you'll need to pay. For $49 a year, the TripIt Pro app has everything you need. It provides airport maps for pretty much anywhere in the world, tells you which gate you need to head to before the airport boards, and even tells you which carousel your bags will be on when you arrive. It's a one-stop app for everything you need travel. It also has a feature where you can book a spot in an airport lounge. This will cost you a little extra, but if you have a long layover and need to escape the chaos of the airport, lounges are an ideal refuge and they have really comfy chairs. They may sound exclusive, for sure you'll see people cruising through those wide sliding doors in five-piece suits, but they are actually way more affordable than you may think. I've been in a few that even provided free food and drink, and even showers. Feeling hungry but don't have the time to waste waiting in line? An increasing number of apps now allow you to pre-order your food. If you hit a queue at security, you can pull out your phone from there and order and pay for your meal. When you get there, you just stroll up to the desk, pick up your food, and leave. Pre-ordering also means that you can make a smart choice about what you eat. Airport restaurants are increasing in quality and moving away from fast food style greasy snacks. So get something clean and healthy and you and your stomach will feel so much better for it on the flight. Speaking of healthy, staying active mentally and physically is also a great way to keep the anxiety at bay. There's no more fertile ground for airport anxiety than a bored mind. If you're just sitting there watching the departure board and not doing anything else, then other thoughts are going to creep into your mind. Fears about the flight or doubts about what will happen when you reach your destination. Concerns about your bags not getting loaded on the plane. You name it, the fear will be there. So stave it off by keeping yourself distracted or entertained. Bring along a book or buy one in the airport. Use the free airport Wi-Fi to listen to some awesome travel podcasts, hint hint. Do laps of the terminal if needed. Whatever the form, keep yourself entertained and feel those worries slip away. You are ready to handle this journey like a trooper. Trust me, I know how easy it is to suffer a panic attack. And I also know how easy it is to have everything in an airport. The very nature of the place spiral you into a place you're not sure how to get out of. You're about to get on a plane, giving control of your whole life to some pilot you've never met. You feel funneled through the airport, trapped in the departure lounge, fears of terrorism flashing through your mind. Before you know it, you're at the bottom of the spiral and majorly freaking out. It might even be so bad that you decide you never want to do this again. And I'm imploring you, do not get to that place. You deserve to have a calm life. You deserve to travel as you wish. So remember these key facts. Planes are absolutely the safest way to travel. You're not remotely trapped in the departure lounge or gate. It's just the pathway to freedom of travel. And if you feel absolutely awful, there are members of staff who've been trained to help you. Terrorism isn't going to happen. Those security checks you went through are comprehensive and weed out even the slightest hint of trouble. My freaking GoPro stick and slingshot were even taken. Everyone and everything in the departure lounge has been scanned and checked and you are 100% safe. So take deep breaths. You can get through a panic attack at the airport and still be okay to fly. And once you're physically on the plane, you'll be amazed how much your mindset shifts from fear to excitement. I hope these tips to be airport anxiety help you as much as they've helped me. You don't have to be diagnosed with anxiety. 
in order to experience it. I don't think there's a single person out there who's never felt that sinking feeling. So you're not alone. Even though pro experienced travelers still go through it. And that's kind of a weirdly comforting thought. But if you have the right info, you really can change your outlook and start to love going to the airport. Be prepared, work at controlling your fears, and the world will be your oyster. If you've enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and share this podcast with a friend. You can also follow me on Instagram at rerouted travel, where you can reach out with any travel questions, episode suggestions, or feedback. Leave a comment on my Instagram page and I will do my best to answer. Goodbye, my friend. Until next time, stay hungry and humble.